Talking Illinois High School Football. If your goals are as high as you talk about, tonight's the night you go out and just take one more step. It's a view from the West. And it starts right now! Welcome to View from the West podcast, the podcast covering Illinois high school football on the western side of the state of Illinois. I'm your host, Greg Armstrong, joined once again, as always, back in the virtual studio, Mitch Stormer. August is upon us. It's football season, man. We're here. I know. What is our our fourth season? Fifth season? I believe it's our fourth season. I think we did. We started, of all things, we started in the weird spring football season. Yeah. And, uh... And then we went from there. So here we are. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting right into our prime here, Greg. Yeah, this is this is exciting. It seems like uh, it's taken forever and taken no time at all, which is which is really weird. But, you know, you you see the articles coming out, the preview articles. You, you, you just you know, you can see the excitement already starting the practices. Helmets only shoulder pads are coming. Full pads are coming. So we're, we're at the, the sweet, uh, the sweet time of the year. So this is uh this is very, very exciting and glad to be back with you here for another, another long campaign. That's, that's right. That's right. So Mitch, if this were in terms of uh, being a high school football player, this is our fourth football season. I think we're ready for a starting role now. I think we've finally gotten there. Right? As a senior senior year. Yeah, it's our senior year. We're ready to we're ready to start on varsity. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're going anywhere. I don't. We're not going to graduate. We're still going to be around for you know know, many. Hey, if we're going to get recruited this year, we'll see. But you know (laughs) what? We're going to go out strong no matter what. Well, Mitch, speaking of you know getting out strong here, a big first episode, a big welcome back. We're going to get into some of the, you know, some of the preseason talk here, but we obviously have our full conference previews down the road starting next week. But to kick off this football season, the second half, we're going to be joined by Edgy Tim, the Edgy Tim for, you know, yeah. Illinois high school football, we call him a guru. Is that fair to say? Yeah, he's a legend in, in the Illinois high school football landscape. So yeah, great, great to, to talk to him and, and get his perspective and, you know, uh, learn more about some things that we don't cover necessarily. You know, he's, he's more in the Chicago and bigger schools. So uh, yeah, good to get his perspective and and learn more. Uh, and again, share that excitement that we have with someone else who has the same. So yeah, a great, uh, a great talk with him. Yeah. So everybody stick around for the second half. We'll interview Edgy Tim. Like Mitch said, he has a great perspective on football happening around the state. It really is kind of informative, you know, what we're, what we can look to and what we can expect around the state scene and uh, always good to talk to him and check in with him. So the second half will be joined by Edgy Tim. Mitch, it's a new football season. We have a lot of exciting news. Mitch, we have some sponsorships in place. Now we have some sponsors on view from the West. We wanted to make those announcements here on our first episode. We start with Breedlove Sporting Goods out of Kiwanee, Illinois, Western Illinois' premier sporting goods store for uniforms, apparel, equipment, awards, online team stores. Really happy to have Breedlove's in with us. And, you know, you know, helping us out here, supporting View from the West podcast. But that's not it. We got more sponsorships coming in this season. Matthewson's Mini Helmets online. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They do great work. I believe they made helmets for Robo Williams Field a couple of years ago. They do great work. We connected with them. And actually, Mitch, we have some big news to announce along with Matthewson Mini Helmets. We now have the Matthewson's Mini Helmets Player of the Week. So once we get into the football season, Mitch, you and I are going to select, nominate a player of the week from our area. 
based on stats, based on performance, who was the most valuable player leading their team. The winners of each week will receive their own custom View from the West Player of the Week mini helmet. How awesome is that? Love it. You know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know how, how big we are into helmets. And so this, this partnership is, is really cool. So looking forward to this, looking forward to be able to, uh, you know, give, give the kids something that they can, you know, look forward to for, for a great performance. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what the, uh, what the result of these looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to get it going. I'm excited to roll out. When I see that first picture, I can't wait to tweet it out and just get, get people excited, right? I, You know, I want people to get excited to win that award. So uh, we'll get that, you know, the images out there as soon as we can, as soon as we get them yeah. in. I'm excited for that. Our yep. third sponsor this season on View from the West, Brink Sportswear. Brink Sportswear offers totally custom, made-to-order football uniforms that allow coaches and athletic directors to take control of their own brands. We'll hear more about them at the in the break here, but you can head to brinksportswear.com. Check them out if you're interested in looking for some football uniforms. Um, really good to have them on board as well as a sponsor this season on View from the West podcast. So, Mitch, a lot of fun, exciting stuff from our sponsorships. A lot of fun and exciting action getting ready to take place on the football season or in on the football field this season. We're jumping into our previews next week. We're going to run down here. We'll give a little bit of a look ahead at the schedule we have coming up. So Tuesday, August 8th, that's going to be our NUIC and eight-man football preview. We're going to bring in Kyle Campmeyer. Mitch, I believe you're going to try to join us for that one. You'll be uh, you know, a yeah, road be- traveller, but you'll be trying to make it in with us. Yeah, I should be, I should be live from Dallas, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be, I should be in on that. All right, sounds good. Well, you can give us a Texas high school football update while you're there then. That's right. I'll ask around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So August 8th will be our NUIC and our eight-man football preview on Thursday, August 8th. We're actually going to double up and do two episodes in a week to make sure we get all our previews in. That will be the newly formed Lincoln Land Conference. We'll cover both the big schools and the small schools there. So, of course, we're talking about, you know, uh, the former Lincoln Trail Conference now merging with the Prairie Land. We'll get those conference previews in there. That's the LLC preview on August 10th on that Thursday. The following week, August 15th, we'll get into the Three Rivers Athletic Conference. And Mitch, every year, that's the that's the big one. That's the monster because there's just so many teams, so much information to get to. That will be August 5th. And then we'll cap things off on August 17th with our Western Big Six preview and you know, for preview in the Western Big Six, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to bring in the score crew. We're going to have Matt Randazzo, Corey Kuffler, and Brian Stocking. And we're also getting our voice from Quincy, Matt Shuckman, going to join us as well. Oh, boy. I, so I asked if you wanted in on this one. And I think you said, nah, it's good. We, we got enough voices. Look, that's, look uh, that, that's a lot of heads. Uh, that's a lot of, a, a lot of brilliant, a lot of brilliant media members in one room. So I, and uh, Brian I was, stocking. Duh, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, no, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, happy to, uh, you know, give up my seat for Matt Randazzo. He needs all the help he can get. Um, <laughs> and so I'm happy to give him the spotlight here once. And, uh, but, you know, looking forward to, to all these shows. Um, again, it's just so exciting that we're, we're back, we're back in, in, in season mode now, um, as we gear up towards week one on August 25th, is it the 24th or 25th? I don't know. It's, it's that week. That's the week it happens. It's around there. So yeah. August uh, 25th. You were right. I should have corrected you. 
Yeah. So under under 30 days. So yeah, we got a lot to we got a lot to to get out there in the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, this is great. So Mitch, we have sent out our season preview form to all head coaches from all the conferences we just mentioned. We've gotten a lot of them back, but this is a little, uh, you know, a little reminder to all of our head coaches listening. If you have that email sitting in your inbox, I may be emailing you again to remind you, but uh, if you see it, please go out there, fill out the information form. It really helps us out with information. So we know what's coming in the, you know, in this upcoming season, give us some names, give us some stats, give us anything you can. Any information helps us out. It's, it's great for talking points. Mitch, what have you seen so far in the, uh, you know, in the forms that have come in? What are you looking at? What, is it, what excites you about this upcoming season? Boy, quite, quite a bit. Uh, you know, Greg, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of intrigue this season, I think. We're, we're going to see a lot of teams that have to replace quite a bit of offensive production. I'm looking at Sterling in that, in that perspective. Um, a Princeton team has to, to reload a lot. So, um, you know, and then you see your traditional teams, Lena Winslow, where, where coach Aaron says they need to improve everywhere. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that at all. But, um, you know, I, I think we're going to see a really good mix of teams that bring back a lot of starters, a lot of experience teams that in the past have been uh, younger. And now those players are, are much you know, more experienced now. Um, and, and yeah, I think there's conference races that are wide open. I think there's some traditional champs that might have some teams a little bit closer on their heels than previous years. So um, certainly a team that we're both excited about Quincy is this year that they break through in the Western big six. Um, yeah, just so much intrigue. Really looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. Yeah. I think you, when you talk about the Western big six, I think Quincy's kind of that team that we looked at last year and thought like there's a lot of potential there and they, and they lived up to it for the most part. And they fell a little bit short against Sterling. They fell short against Moline. But other than that, they're right there. And so I think yeah. this year, as a year older, a year more mature, um, you know, I got a lot of pieces back. That That's a team that they should be making some noise. They should be yeah. in the mix, I would think, definitely, along with, the you know, the names you mentioned, the Moline, the Sterling. What's what's Rock Island look like with Fritz Deodone stepping in as head coach? You know, there's well, that, that's, and Geneseo was getting, you know, was improving last year. So well, and that's a great point too. Uh, coaches are sorry, teams with new coaches, Rock Island, Morrison, Erie Prophetstown. Uh, yeah. So we got a, a lot of new faces on the sidelines as well. So yeah, another season. You know, we see things like this, of course, every year. So um, the excitement just doesn't go away. So yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot of intrigue. Um, and I can't wait again. Can't wait to see how it all plays out this year. Yeah. Mitch, a team you just mentioned with a new head coach is uh, Morrison. Yeah. And you know, it's a, it's a name you're familiar with. Nate, Nate Vandermeid steps in as head coach. He's been an assistant out there for a while now, obviously played quarterback, you know, for mm-hmm. the Mustangs um, back when they were just on the verge of becoming a, you know, a state champion. I think he was a year before they made their first run. Correct. Yeah, so uh, he went to the semifinals and yep. then the quarterfinals, and I think it was the team after that. Yeah, because that was when Danny Dennehy was there. So yeah, I believe it was the next season, if if not the, the the second season. But yeah, he was right in that really good stretch of Morrison football. He was right at the heart of it. And I think he takes over at a really interesting time. Or last year, you know, Morrison had been down the year before, and then all of a sudden it was like you know they they played really well last year and made the playoffs. And mm-hmm. just a lot of young talent down the field. That's what we kept hearing and kept seeing. Yeah. So I'm really curious with a, you know, a pretty good roster returning, pretty athletic, fast roster. Yeah. Where does that team end up? 
Yeah, their, their preview from, from Friday Night Drive, and I apologize to who the reporter was, but the quote from one of the players was that, was that their speed was going to kill, and I believe that. They, they have guys going back. They started freshmen and sophomores last year, Greg, so this is a very, very exciting team. Looking at their schedule, pretty favorable, too. They don't have Newman on the schedule, which I don't know when the last time that was, but um, favorable schedule for the Mustangs this year. So, yeah, one of, one of my teams to look for, certainly um in the three rivers this year their last season in the three rivers yeah that's also kind of an interesting note there another team in the speaking of the three rivers i've been hearing a lot about sherrard we saw them they had some talent on the field last year some young talent you know can they keep that momentum building you know coach johnston we we talked about him when he was hired that that we felt like that was such a good hire because he was someone that could really build that program and I felt like it's it's right there. You know, they're kind of knocking on the door. I know Ty Taylor's very excited about what he's seen out there. So that's one to follow for sure. You know, what what other schools? You start looking at a team like Rova Williamsfield, if we yeah. if we move over into the Lincoln Land Conference. Yeah, another team that we talked up last year as a team that started a lot of younger guys, underclassmen, uh, or at least juniors. Uh, bringing a lot back. So I, I think we put in our, our little preview tweet about them that we think their eyes are on a, on a title this year. I certainly believe that because, again, with the experience that they bring back, um, a lot of, of starters on both sides of the ball, really looking forward to seeing what the Cougars will do this year. Yeah. Again, another playoff run, certainly. Yeah, I think it's, you know, Rova Williams Field, Anawan Weathersfield. You look at, you know, they kind of separate themselves on the top of the small school side, I believe, with some other names maybe in the mix. But then, on that big school side, that's a really interesting conference. When you look through with names like Macomb that had a great year last year, you look mm-hmm. at Mercer County that's always in the mix in what was the Lincoln Trail. Farmington has had a competitive team year in and year out. Um, trying to think of who else. Elmwood Brimfield has been, you know, has been a good team, solid program over the years. That's, Illini West. That's yeah. Illini West, yes. That conference is really interesting. I'm excited to follow that conference race as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you talk about a big uh, conference preview with the Three Rivers, uh, the new LLC. That one's going to probably <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true for, for longest preview because there's quite a few new teams. That's exciting, right? New teams to cover this year. Yes, we do have yeah new teams that haven't really been they've been in our periphery, but we haven't really focused in on them like a Farmington or a Macomb. So yeah, that'll yeah. make uh, that'll make for some longer episodes, you know. Which yeah. <laughs> so right. more content, it's I guess, will keep cranking out. We'll see new teams um, in the regular season, too. Uh, we yep. talked about Lena Winslow. They, they play out of conference against St. Teresa, which is going to be awesome. I think St. Teresa plays EPC, too, so we'll see them a couple times. Uh, but we'll see you know games that we're looking forward to that we haven't or that we don't normally see, Sterling and Princeton. Uh, is it Geneseo and Mendota, I think? Yep, yep. That's uh, another one. Newman in, in Rock Island. I mean, yeah. what circumstances would that ever happen? So th- there's a lot of a lot of fun matchups this year that we haven't seen before that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Well, and before we wrap this up, we have to talk about the Northwest Upstate Illini. I mean, you know, you talk about the conference is fun to cover every year. You have Lena Winslow, obviously, back, defending state champions. Yep. Get, you know, where where do they, you know, where do they come into this season? I think they're right there. They're 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 right in the mix again. But Forreston made a run to the semifinals after going five and four. Looked like mm-hmm. a very talented football team as well. You have Dupec, who's been continually on the rise. Where's Dakota fit into this mix? Where's Fulton fit into this mix? It's yep. that conference is always fun to watch. So uh yeah, can't can't wait for that. Eight man uh speaking yep. of the annual 
Amboy could be the favorite in eight man this year with what they have, they bring back. So, um, and certainly the eight man landscape looks a lot different with players in different places, teams not feeling a team this year. So, um, yeah, another season, uh, same, same excitement, new challenges for everybody. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to get into it. Yeah. So to the coaches who are listening, who haven't filled out your season preview form, it should be sitting in your email. I may send a reminder out as well. Please get out there, fill out your season preview form. It helps inform us, it helps give, give us the information we need to get this podcast up and rolling and, you know, make us sound smarter than we are probably, but, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was, I think it was Rover Williamsfield who uh, put their last names phonetically, which helps so much. Oh yeah. I, I hate to ever mispronounce someone's last name and we, we try our best to, to find out what it is and we don't always get it right. So I appreciate the effort there on that preview form. Well, I think he did that because we butchered, uh, we Bertle, butchered it so much. yeah. Bertel Schofer. We got it now, right. but we didn't have it for a long time, yeah. but or anyway, what, was no. the, what, was the, what was the running back from Forreston last year? Uh, I, I always, <laughs> yeah. Keebler, yeah. Keebler, I yeah. call him Keebler. <laughs> I Cobbler, Johnny so Cobbler, Cobbler, Kobler. Yeah, yeah I, I, whatever it was. <laughs> so yes, thank you to the coaches who filled it out. If, uh, if you haven't yet, please go out and do that. That would be great. Mitch, one more thing before we get into our interview with Edgy Tim, the news this week that the Bureau Valley, Bureau Valley High School has approved wanting to move to the Lincoln Trail Conference. Yeah. And it looks like it's going to be voted on by the Lincoln Trail. Now, obviously, the Lincoln Trail now in football is the Lincoln Land. So I believe they would slip into the Lincoln Land Conference, um, most likely on the small school side. Mitch, as someone who, you know, grew up in the Three Rivers, and as someone who, when you were there, Morrison and Bureau Valley were big rivals. So what is this? Yeah. What did you think when you saw this news? I, it's, it's two former state champs, you know, leaving. And yeah. it, it goes back to what we've talked about with the, the, the three rivers in general that they've with Mercer County coming in and in the past bringing teams like Sherrard or, or Mendota, it, it just kind of seems to be going towards a bigger school conference, you know? And, and so that is, it's unfortunate for the history of the conference. Um, you know, certainly for, for the health of the conference, it's good to always bring in new players and, and make sure it's thriving, but teams like Morrison leaving teams like Bureau Valley leaving what's going to be left for, for the Riverdales for yeah. the Sterling Newman's, you know, what does the future look like for those schools? Um, but it's a great move for BV because of that, right. They're, they're moving into a conference now where uh, they're going to be playing, you know, and enrollment is, is the biggest driver of this. I, I think BV's enrollment is, is somewhere down like 250 or yeah. something. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to get a schedule filled with, you know, with the A-Towns, with the N1 Weathersfield teams that might fit their enrollment levels a little bit better than Spring Valley Hall, you know. Yep. Um, so for, for BV, again, I think it's a great move. Um, and it's just the way it is right now with teams yeah. moving around conferences. And it's, again, the one side of the coin is it's, it's unfortunate to see some of those, those things move. Um, th this, this isn't, you know, UCLA going to the big 10 type of weird. Um, <laughs> it's not like that. It's not, it's not a money play. But so uh, again, it, it, the one side is that you hate to see the tradition leave. Uh, but on the other side, it's, it's necessary. And it's a good move for BV to, to stay in front of it, to be aware of that. And it presents a new challenge and, and new faces to play. So I like the move, uh, certainly pending that vote and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's a good fit. Yeah, I mean, um, if it gets approved by the Lincoln Trail Conference, I think it's a good fit all the way around. 
like you said, based on the numbers and kind of where, where things fit, you know, as far as, um, you know, enrollment wise, and it's geographically, it's not too far out, you know, they still fit fairly well geographically. So, uh, yeah, I was just kind of surprised to see that news, but it's something that actually Ty Taylor had kind of put on our radar when we had our episode talking about Mercer County moving and Morrison moving. Um, mm-hmm. He had kind of laid it out there and thought that was a possibility. And as it turns out, you know, here we are talking about it. So, uh, yep. yeah. All right. Well, Mitch, that does it for the first half. But uh, let's let's uh, take a quick break here and jump in and hear from uh, Edgy Tim. Sounds good. View from the West podcast is brought to you by Brink Sportswear. Brink Sportswear offers totally custom made-to-order football uniforms that allow coaches and athletic directors to take control of their brands. Uniforms are available in sublimated and tackle twill. They offer free digital mock-ups, free shipping on team orders, and free physical samples before you buy so you know exactly what you're getting before you spend a dime of your program's money. Uniform sets start at $99 for sublimated and $120 for tackle twill. Head to brinksportswear.com. For the perfect gift for your high school athlete or your team, check out Matthewson's Mini Helmets, customizable football mini helmets for your team or your athlete. They also have car decals available. Head to Matthewson Mini Helmets on Facebook or on Twitter for more information. The Quad City's first and only fantasy football show, For Fantasy Sake, has you all covered when it comes to all of your fantasy football needs. The guys come to you live every Sunday morning during the football season from 10 to 11.30. They've got the best analysis, rankings, DFS, and gambling advice between The Rock and Mississippi Rivers. So tune in to For Fantasy Sake every Sunday during the football season from 10 to 11.30 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Breedlove Sporting Goods, Western Illinois' premier sporting goods uniforms, apparel, equipment, awards, and online team stores. They provide the same sporting goods services the big nationwide companies do, but at a way faster turnaround, and their uniform prices are a fraction of the cost of what you're probably used to. They offer name brands such as Adidas, Under Armour, and Nike, and are extremely responsive. With a primary focus on the western side of the state of Illinois, Breedlove Sporting Goods is the fastest way to outfit your team. Check them out on Facebook or shoot an email to calbreedlove at calbreedlove at gmail.com. Welcome back to View from the West podcast. The second half, here we go, ready to get going. And Mitch, we're kicking it off the season. We're kicking off this second half with a special guest, a big special guest, I'd like to welcome into the View from the West podcast, Edgy Tim. You know, I'll speak on behalf of Mitch. We've, you know, we've been following your work for a long time. And, you know, we heard you even give us a shout out, I think, last year on your podcast. We really appreciate it. So thanks for taking some time and being here. You guys do great work. And, you know, again, it's, it's, I learned a long time ago that, yeah, God knows I've tried, but I can't cover the entire state myself. So, <laughs> You know, you sometimes you have to rely on other sources, and then the work that you guys have done has been really good. So, much appreciated from my end for sure. But uh, yeah, no, glad to be here. I uh, just like you guys, we're under thirty days getting ready for kickoff, and uh, I got notes, I got things everywhere here. So just yeah. uh, just starting to get to the nitty gritty. But no, thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, great. It's funny you bring up that you know. As hard as you try, it's impossible to cover the entire state. I'll backtrack about 10 years ago. And 
you know, in, in some weird way, in some way, you were actually kind of an inspiration for, you know, a motivator for what we're doing here, what we're doing on this podcast. And I will say maybe not so flattering is inspiring because I used to listen to your podcast and think, man, I wish you would talk more about Sterling or I wish you would talk about Morrison or I wish I you would talk a lot. A lot. <laughs> and it would drive me nuts. And so eventually that was kind of my spark to say, well, wait a minute. I, I could do it. I could talk about it. Yeah. So no, no, all joking aside, I've always, you know, followed your work and followed your coverage. And I think in the last few years, especially with the third and Lang podcast, where you guys really focus on the small schools yeah. and you really get into the nitty gritty of those schools that, you know, that work is being done. You guys are finding the, you know, all the corners of the state, all the, all the big schools, small schools, everywhere in between. You know, I appreciate that. And and that was something a couple of years ago I set out because I, for some, you know, I catch a lot, it was, I caught a lot of grief about not a lot of small school coverage. And, you know, I, I tried to explain to people for a long time that, look, I don't want to overlook or, or gloss over small school football because number one, I know how important it is to people. It's just as important as every other level of football in the state of Illinois. I know that. I know that firsthand. I mean, I've been all over the state for almost 30 years, so I get it. Um, but I also didn't want to half-ass it. I don't like half-assing things. You know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to dig into it. And when we continue to expand, went from five classes to six classes to eight classes. Yes, I'm that old, as you can tell. <laughs> um, there had to be a cut line. There was just no way I could continue to, as the schools mounted and things continue to build up, Oh, and by the way, guys, girl dads and all you girl dads and, <laughs> and, and young, I had a family then too, a very young family uh, doing mine on dial up, I'll add. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there had to be a cut line and, and it was an area that I always said I wanted to get back to and try to find a way to do it. And I mean, if you know Matt Lang, he's, he's unique. He's a character. Uh, him and I get along great. Um, and just thought it would work. And we really enjoyed doing it. And as you guys know, the feedback from the coaches has been phenomenal. It's, you know, they, they really have embraced us and we're going to continue to do it because number one, we have fun doing it. Number two, if, Hey, if, if someone can learn something off of it and it brings more exposure to small school football, which I think it has, I know there's some bigger school football people that kind of follow it more now than I think they did before. Then that's great. That was a whole reason for doing it. So thank you. I, I appreciate hearing that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's kind of get into, you know, who is edgy Tim? What is edgy Tim? Where did the, I, I've always wondered where the name come from. Oh yeah, I know. I get, <laughs> I, get, I get that all the time. So we'll go through it. Okay. You guys obviously watch the state football finals, right? You know, yeah, Dave oh, yeah. Bernhard, the voice of I to say, yep. You can blame Dave. You can blame Dave Bernhard for giving me that name. Many, many years ago out in the Joliet area where I live and still live, um, there was a, it was, it was a little unique for its time. It was a community TV call-in sports show, which you didn't see too many on TV. They're always radio, but it was called the Sports Zone, and it was great, and they, they just kicked ass on high school football coverage. I mean, they covered games. They had a live talk call-in show. And I would call in, and this and this was when I was kind of doing my stuff and still a big fan of high school football, so I would call in and contribute. And one night I was on the phone, and he said, you know, you sound just kind of edgy tonight. And then the <laughs> next night, pulled up the graphic, it said Edgy Tim, and I just kind of <laughs> took it and ran with it. And I've been I've been stuck with it for almost 30 years now. So 
That's where the name came from. Um, Love it. Started the website. It was a a yellow background with blue letters. It was the ugliest HOL homepage website you've ever seen. The first year I had 357 visitors. I think I was like 270. <laughs> so, um, again, dial up is is as bad as you could imagine. That's how bad it was. I just I just had a had a, a feeling, I don't know what you call it, an inspiration or a vision or something that people needed to have more outlets for high school sports, for covering high school sports, for talking about high school sports, especially football. Illinois, we hear about basketball all the time. Oh, it's a basketball state. It's a great basketball state. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. But you know what? It's pretty good football here, too. And it just kind of grew from that. I mean, high school, played in high school, didn't play in college, went to uh, the Harvard of the Midwest, Southern Illinois. My alma mater. My alma mater, by the way. Go dogs. Hang on. Hold on. I got something here for you. Okay. All right. Edgy Tim digging into the basement uh, archives here. What do we got? Oh man, that's legit. That's a that's a legit Valley SAU jersey there. Go dogs or go home, babe. <laughs> but but you know, so I, I just I, I did radio and TV when I was at SIU, like everyone else probably that was yeah, at SIU. I was gonna say we were probably walking the same halls. Yep. So I uh did some high school football there, and it just never the the, the fever of high school football never really left, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, did some of that, got involved with more of the recruiting scouting aspect of it, had a couple of friends that were a bit older that were college coaches. And, and one guy was running a service at that time. Like it's been out of business for 20 years, but said, Hey, go watch this kid or go watch that kid. And let me know what you think. So I would write up a little, you know, like literally handwritten. And I li- I, I remember faxing him like an actual fax to send him my notes and, and it just kind of kind of grew from there and, and and just started bit by bit and piece by piece piecing it together and as i said this will be my 29th season and uh it's been a wild trip yeah well mitch fire away what do you got what do you got for edgy tim well i think you you touched on it briefly when you said that you used to do this on dial-up but I'm, I'm curious from your perspective and certainly we're talking on on a podcast which wasn't uh all that oh. popular even a few years ago but but in your view how is how has the landscape changed wow. uh social media all, all that in, in terms of how you not only cover the game but how you report the game yeah that's a great question because i mean in so many different ways it's changed i mean from as you guys know, from the coverage standpoint, from video, I mean, you know, it was a dream to be able to have video on a website when I started. I mean, it was like, come on. And, and you see what happens now. And, and and then from the recruiting evaluation side with Huddle and, you know, I mean, I used to have, my wife can tell you, I still have some containers in here of VHF's videos from all across the state that I would get sent to have to sit here and watch off a of VCR and I'd have the coaches clicker as well, just trying to watch, you know, video. So we went from that to huddle and it's just been, it's been tremendous. In some ways it's made it easier. In some ways it's, it's, I mean, it's been a constant learning for me. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm old as dirt and everything else. <laughs> I've been doing it forever, but I mean, 
I really couldn't. Oh, I still don't think I can take a picture, but I attempt to take decent <laughs> pictures these days. You know, I, I ran a little bit of camera, obviously, when I was at SIU, but didn't do much of it. Now I'm running cameras all the time. So I really, I, I had to, like everyone else, I had to learn a lot on the fly. And it was a lot of technology thrown at you at once and just to keep up. And Twitter, I haven't even gotten into that ridiculous <laughs> yeah. fear and nightmare that it's become. But it's also been a huge, a huge bonus. And guys, just, just think about scores, getting yeah. scores from across the state. Where would we be without Twitter now compared to where we were before? Mitch has become our Twitter guru. If I if yeah. I'm out covering a game on a Friday night, he's usually you know sitting at home and watching. That's another thing is live streaming. You know, yeah. Mitch can watch a couple games without even leaving his house and he'd be able to tweet out scores constantly. It's it's been a huge advancement. Now yeah. now Tim, I won't make you do it right now, but at some point you need to dig through that box of VHS tapes. And if there's one labeled M Stormer Mustangs quarterback <laughs> 2006, we're gonna need to find that tape. So I will. Just for you guys, I will go through and see if I can pull some of it out. You'd be shocked. I've I've actually found a couple in the kids I still know, I still stay in touch with. Yeah. I send them back the physical VHS. They're like, oh my God, where did you find this? It's like telling you, still got some of this stuff. But yeah, it's no, there's no doubt, guys. It, it's it's been a trip. There's been a lot of changes. It continues to change constantly um some good ways as i mentioned some bad ways i mean you guys are involved in the business and the media side and what a train wreck that's become i mean you're, we're losing people constantly and that's not fun you make friends with these people and they have families and you're seeing where this media landscape is going it's it's not good these days so it's yeah in, in a weird in a weird way in less than whatever three three or four years now that we've been doing this podcast i, I didn't really consider it consider it when we started but now it's like when you look at it, especially in our quad cities media market i mean it, yeah. the the sports coverage is is getting it, it's dwindling only because there's lack of staff the the, the staff right. there still loves it and they still care about it but they just can't be everywhere anymore and i think i never considered it when we started the podcast but we're kind of now filling a little bit of that void of that coverage that people are sure. looking to and that's great. I love that. And that makes me feel good. But man, it's sad too that, like you said, there's newspaper reporters, there's radio stations that they can't support a staff anymore. And it, it's crazy. And that's in the high school feels it the most, those high school coverage, you know, and the and the small schools that, you know, are left on the fringes. But uh, the crazy, the crazy part about it, and you guys can attest to this as well, the passion hasn't changed. Nope. It just hasn't no. changed. It's gotten bigger. Yeah. It, it's, it, to me, it's grown. I see it growing all the time. And you know, I, I know, God forbid, we'll never know what the streaming numbers are from IHSA TV. We'll never get those. But <laughs> no. I would love to see how their numbers have grown along since they started streaming live games. I guarantee you it's increased. And, you know, so the passion doesn't go. The market hasn't changed. There's still a demand for it. Yet media companies continue to slash and hack and cut back on it, despite the fact that it's popular and people still want to, and God, don't even get me started. The whole TV end of it, you know, I did a great show, an Emmy award-winning show on NBC Chicago. Yep. You know, and, and that got canceled and, you know, but again, it had nothing to do with the show. It had everything to do with the, with the landscape of the business. So it's, yeah. it's, it's been, as someone that covers it and has friends that cover this, it's been frustrating to watch, but it just, 
kind of put your head down and keep going and and you hope you work your way through it and things change and things get better that's what you hope for yeah I mean I guess somewhere along the way I hope that people recognize good coverage and I guess when I say people I mean management of you know newspapers or local radio I know we're lucky in this area that um you know we have WRMJ out in Alito and Jim Taylor and his son now Ty do a fantastic job and that's that's kind of one where they've not only survived it, but they've kind of thrived. And they, yeah. they, I mean, Jim Taylor took ownership, you know, took over like that kind of coverage and John Hoshite along with him 20 plus years ago and really yeah. kind of made it their mantra to be local and be at those games. And it's been remarkable, you know, so they do a great job. And I know there's other, I, I hate to, you know, leave out some other ones too. I know that there's other local areas that still get some radio coverage and, you know, that newspaper aspect, but it's, yeah, you hope that it gets recognized. Great. They're doing great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you got, Mitch? I was going to say just to maybe turn it more positively in, in terms of how things have changed. <laughs> See, there I go negative again. No, no, it, it's just no. Let's let's think of it as the other side of the coin. Um, that Tim, would you agree that maybe though the advances, like you said, with Huddle or, or social media, maybe gives the athletes a bigger hand up in oh, getting 100%. recognized? Hundred percent, thousand percent. It, it's helped. Uh, just huddle alone. Just, just a kid can literally go out there and sell themselves with their highlights. Um, you know, getting their resume. I mean, even Twitter. Just your Twitter account, your front page of your Twitter account, is the best introduction than just about anything else you can do these days. So yeah. Oh, there's 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 positives. There's no doubt about it, and that's been a big positive for sure. It's completely changed the recruiting landscape in a lot of different ways. So yeah, no, that's for sure. There's no doubt about it. There are been, there have been positives to it as well. Well, I'm sure you've been uh, hitting the road the last few weeks and visiting high schools. You've probably been doing it all summer, I suppose, but uh, all year, really. yeah, yeah, there you go. So I guess talk a little bit about the upcoming season. What have you, what have you seen? What are you looking forward to? I guess we'll start with, um, you know, what, what teams, if, if I guess speaking to our listening area, the Western side of the state, what teams do they need to know about outside of our area? Well, you guys know that. I mean, you, you guys have a better handle on that than I do. You can just laugh at what I tell you, but <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I really hopped on the Quincy bandwagon last year. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm driving that bus. All right, <laughs> there you go. So I had a chance to see them a bit and, and, you know, Braden little, I got to know and coach. Rich yeah. And, um, Saw them this summer, was impressed with them skill-wise. They can really sling it. Um, ran into a really good Lamont team in the playoffs last year. And, you know, it looks like, you know, everything I'm looking at has them projected in 7A this year, which in some ways it's good because they can avoid Lamont because Lamont and East St. Louis aren't going anywhere in yeah. six. But, yeah, Quincy for sure is a team in the area. Moline obviously had yep. a big year last year. I had a chance to see that last game against uh, Sterling. Um, yeah, Sterling. Sterling doesn't yep. go away. They just yep. get better every year. So you know, it's so so you have the quad. Obviously, the quad city teams, and obviously Sterling Newman in the small classes as well. I know you wanted some different, say maybe some sleepers in some of the other classes. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I look at, from my perspective, I, I've heard a lot about uh, Altoff in 1A. Okay. I guess for that have come in there that all of a sudden it sounds like the football program maybe is starting to turn around to the positive side again for Altoff. So they're a team to watch, certainly in 1A. And then Hope Academy up in Chicago, and I know everyone goes, oh, okay, yeah, well, they're not going to be any good. They're going to get beat. But yeah, 
it's it first of all just knowing their story it's it's pretty amazing that there's even a football team there some some years it's it's in a really rough area of the city but coach uh mallet has done a terrific job there he's got one of his sons as one of his younger players it's a pretty good team so there's some talent so so they could be a team you don't want to run into early. they've they've developed a little rivalry with ottawa marquette going yeah. back over the years which has been kind of fun and that was kind of something that came out of nowhere when Marquette was playing independent. So anyway, yeah, that's a team that's always kind of on my radar in 1A. Am I mistaken? I see Quincy Notre Dame in 2A. I, they could be. Man, yeah, yeah. So well, when, you said, when you said all top down in 1A, it kind yeah. of makes me, you know, turn my head like, what? Yeah. So. so so projections I see have, have them in 2A. And if you guys obviously know if Quincy Notre Dame goes to 2A. Yep. Big move down. And then another one, Marion Central Catholic out of Woodstock. Um Liam Kerwin, who's who's their second year head coach. Scary. I covered him when he was a player. So I'll tell you how old <laughs> I'm getting. But um, they're a team to definitely keep an eye out for. There's some good talent there. They're tight end. Uh Christian Bettencourt is going to a little school called Clemson. You guys might have heard of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's some talent there. And I mean, you know, 3A again. Uh project early. Our projections look at Montini is possibly a 3A. I think Montini's Ooh. gonna be a little bit more. Montini like as okay in the last few years had a chance to see him this summer Chicago Phillips possibly in 3a but guys I don't know I this isn't a Phillips team that I think people got used to okay a little bit down but we'll see it's still a name to certainly watch out for um you know and it working your way up I mean we could do all eight classes I could do whatever um I think I'm just always interested to hear I mean we cover the teams on the western side of the state but you know until the year gets going I really don't know who to watch for everywhere else so I'm yeah I'm always interested to hear who you've been seeing Mitch you had you had something Mitch yeah Tim let me ask you because a team that we've ran into in the playoffs a couple times and certainly always discussion of what class they play in uh that recently joined I think the CCL blue is Icy Catholic yeah, and it looks like their schedule is just you, a gauntlet. Seen, how ridiculous is that schedule? It's it's <laughs> insane. Yeah, and are you are you still seeing them as three A this year? Yeah. Okay, so they they might get in at five and four. No, so, no, actually, you know I'm, actually, I'm looking at it now. We've got them at four. Okay, yeah, because their their multiplier hasn't kicked in, so yeah. just, they'll be one of those border teams again. But, but we we have, were. You have that schedule. Look at look at Wheaton St. Francis, which is in the same conference with them. Hmm. Um, their schedule is ridiculous. So yeah, just the fact, and and you guys, we've seen this every year. You get one of those teams that are five and four, but they're not a five and four. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're a very scary five and four and they could be one of those teams for sure. It's like East, it's like East St. Louis coming in at six and three yeah. and then <laughs> no one stands a chance. Right. Um, and they're going to be the same. I mean, yeah, I could tell you guys from my end, the week one game that's got the most talk and the most buzz easily is East St. Louis and uh, Mount Carmel at uh, Illinois state that first Saturday night. Yeah. I'll be there. No shock, (laughs) but uh, a lot of buzz about that game. Mount Carmel could be as good or even better than they were last year. That's how good the talent is coming back. And East St. Louis is East St. Louis. So again, Mm -hmm. be right at the very top when it comes to national polls, you'll hear those two names thrown around quite a bit. Loyola is interesting. New head coach, still have 120 kids on their varsity roster. So, yeah. same old Loyola in, in 8A, and, and that's a name you're going to hear about. Lincoln Way East, again, is another team. And, you know, you hate talking usual suspects, but in more cases than not, you guys know, 
We usually talk about usual suspects going into the preseason. You you mean like Lita Winslow? We'll probably be talking about right. that, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk on A anymore. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Pick a team from the NUIC and just move on with your life. 1A and 2A. Whoever's in 1A and 2A, that's who I'm picking. And, well, it, it, and there's a matchup too, Tim, that we're looking at on our side. I think it's week five. It's the defending 1A champs and the defending 2A champs. Nice. That'll be, yeah, I did see that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's great. You know, I mean, I wish more schools would get the guts to do that. I, I really do. And you, I, to me, you just don't see it enough. And well, I think you're, you're seeing it. I think you're seeing it maybe more than you have one uh, COVID certainly changed things with scheduling, but now, yeah. now that we see conference realignments and, and maybe uneven schedules, you know, we get Princeton and Sterling this year. I, yeah. I wish we had that. I wish we had that last year. Um, but you know, we, we have been seeing that more and more often. So, but to your point, uh, credit to those teams who, and then we help on our side too. If we know a team has an opening, we try and promote that to other places. I know Newman, you know, a one, a school or two, a school this year is going to play rock Island, which they might not have a shot against, but kudos to both teams for putting it on kudos to both teams for putting it on the schedule to not have, have a bye week So, you know, I, I do think we've seen that more recently, but like you said, it would be great to see more and more like the, the Mount Carmel's and the East St. Louis's play against each other. So hopefully this starts a trend. So can we talk one through 32 yet or no? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this, yes, we can get there, but I have this, an opinion. this scheduling, the scheduling talk though, did make me want to ask yeah. you, sure. Go ahead. what are your, what are your thoughts? Mitch and I kind of disagreed over the years. What are your thoughts on district football in Illinois? Never going to work. No. Do you, now, I guess my question would be, do you think you'd like it, you personally? Um, you know, I'm open to anything. And I remember looking at some of those examples. Um, and, and it looked like some areas it works. And, and again, when you're talking versus conferences, if you look at some of those districts, some of those districts looked almost identical. So, yeah, some, in some cases, they wouldn't be affected. The biggest problem with districts is, is is the city of Chicago, guys. That is the biggest problem because you're going to clump in some of these lower tier Chicago public league schools in with Mount Carmel and St. Rita and everything else. Never yeah. that yeah. that that alone would kill it. And then you've got tradition of these conferences. You've got you know the West Suburban Conference, which has been together for years. There's been very little movement. They all stick together tradition and don't even get it started with the catholic league and everything else that you yeah. know now we'll, we can get in we can dig a little bit deeper if you want and ask me if i think about public private we can get into that <laughs> that might change more districts but that's a whole other how much time you got I, I, this is it guys I, this is my life you have young kids my kids are all grown yeah, up you, you know, you're 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 hitting all the the, <laughs> the talking points that we've we've had over the past couple well, years I've been, like i've been doing this for a little while so yeah yeah ah uh, the the public private thing that can't happen right uh-oh i tell you what when i saw that that the ihsa and their infinite wisdom com- created a committee to explore it yeah i don't sure you guys saw that um i'm very interested to see what happens because the one thing that we have never seen we have never seen that put on a member-wide ballot yeah yeah guys guys if it goes to a member-wide ballot i think it passes 
Yeah, that's what makes me nervous. Yeah, that would make me nervous. And I, yep. I mean, I maybe I'm, you know, biased. Not I'm, bias isn't the right word, but you know, I'm focused on Ottawa Marquette, my alma mater. Right. And I look at it and think they are hung out to dry. They have no shot. You know, when it if it goes to a a private only, there's just not enough. They're the smallest. They're the smallest football playing school anyway. Well, one of I think maybe Madison is smaller by a few, but they're the smallest anyway, let alone private schools. Forget it. They're not even close to being any in the mix. So anyway, yeah, that's my own personal argument, but <laughs> we'd well, be here all night. Well, and you know, Newman, Sterling Newman falls into the same, the same thing, you know, such a traditional program and, and certainly past couple of years haven't, haven't been what they've been, but Right. And you have uh, those, and, and no, and no offense to them, but they wouldn't stand a chance in a format like that. Right. And you, you have the same situation to be all across the state. I mean, yeah. you have, well, you guys with, with Quincy Notre Dame and then, okay, closest is what sacred heart probably. And then you'd have to pull what breeze modern day into that. And I mean, you're just so spread out and let's yeah. face it. I mean, there's a reason why most of them are clumped in, in the Chicagoland areas because it's the largest population area. So, you know, um, but like you said, we can come back and do four hours on this. <laughs> if, if let, let's assume that that, that doesn't happen. Okay. How Tim, how would you, how would you fix? And I don't know if fix is the word, but seeing teams like Quincy Notre Dame in two A, seeing teams like IC Catholic in three A where they might have an advantage. What, what would be your idea to fix that? I mean, where I see would play maybe up to their level. Well, again, look at the numbers, look at, look at what you're using already. Look at the multiplier, look at the success factor. I mean, look, we're the most taxed state in the union, right? So, so what's another couple of extra taxes thrown onto our football teams enrollments. I mean, if that's going to keep people happy and satisfied, then I think it's worth doing. I think the biggest mistake they, meaning the IHSA and the membership can make is the split apart from private, because I think then it really changes the sport and not in a really good way, but mm -hmm. yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, I'll that's right. Back. We'll debate that. Well, let, let, okay. On that note, let's flip to one verse 32. There we go. There we go. Now onto the next hot button topic. One all right. 32. All right, let's go. First of all, the only thing I've heard about one through 32 is what I saw out of the daily Herald back in June. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. There's I don't know if article, I did. I will, I will dig it up and I will link it or I'll send you guys a link that you have it. It was out of the Daily Herald. I believe it was John Ratke, who's a longtime writer. Uh, if it's not, I apologize. But they had something in there and I will find it. It was an interview with Craig Anderson. Okay. And Craig Anderson talked about 1 through 32 and said, basically, it's been shelved. Ugh. Why? Why do you think it's been shelved? gas prices okay again yeah yeah again. yeah again so my question is if we can go back and pass as a membership one through 32 and then selectively apply it or not apply it can we go back and get rid of eight classes and go back to five selectively <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah I, so i don't know where it's going you asked me what what coaches I've talked to and what do they think of it, guys. I don't know if I've talked to a coach that was ever against one through thirty-two. I feel like I read articles when it first came out, and I think a lot of the concern was more in the southern half of the state. And I, I right, 
yeah. Um, but then again, you turn around and you look at Geneseo played Carterville in the first round of the playoffs. So oh, my argument so then was right. it's happening anyway. So like, I know that was maybe an isolated, that was one of the longer trips, but it still happens. So but the way the state is set up, you're never going to avoid that. Yeah. Someone's going to have to make a long bus ride. Mm-hmm. My point being number one, what's, what's so wrong with a long bus ride? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You are missing, you are missing such a large part of the educational piece with high school football and the benefits when you take those long bus rides away. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are kids in East St. Louis that might not ever know what's outside of East St. Louis. I guarantee you there are kids in the city of Chicago that have never been south of Joliet or never been west of, you know, Ottawa or somewhere. Mm-hmm. You get out, you get to a different part of the state, which a lot of kids could be like a completely different world. You learn to compete and play with and against kids that you never would have seen otherwise. There are so many values to that. And talk to coaches, guys, you do, you talk to them all the time. They'll tell you the same thing. So I'm not against bus rides at all. And I think you're going to have it, whether you have one through 32 or not. The thing that I hate, and we saw it in the larger classes, and notice, by the way, there's no talk of getting rid of it in 8A and 7A. Yeah. Because yeah. they like it and it works. Yeah, exactly. So so what drives me the, the craziest about 1 through 32, it's not even the travel. It's having to play the same damn team yep. every single year. That has to end. Well, and we – and we get that. What do we have, Greg? In the one A North quarterfinals, we had three of the four teams out of the NUIC. Like that Absolutely. should, right. and now that 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 could probably right. happen, even no matter what your your you know uh, rankings can, are. But it can, but let it naturally happen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Force it to happen. Let it naturally happen. If the seeding works out that way, no one can complain. Yeah, because we've seen it happen in seven and eight A. We've seen two conference opponents square off in round one uh what was it it was naperville north took on naperville central and you know what either side had a complaint or a gripe at all because that's what the seating played out absolutely yeah so that's that's my whole take on it now yeah. i don't think it's gonna happen i really don't i think they're gonna shelve it and they might come back a few years from now and look at it but for whatever reason it's on hold yeah well and i guess the point that you hit that i think is most you know, most important there is that it was voted on and right. approved. Right. And right. now we just decide that that's irrelevant, that a vote that passed was now irrelevant. So yeah. How many other things can we just go back and change after like, I mean, that's it's their ball there. It's their ball. And I guess they can take it and go home if they want, but I would just like to know what the mindset and the thought was. Yeah. Uh, and I know Craig, and again, I'm paraphrasing and my fault. I should have had it in front of me, but mentioned that he had spoken to different school administrators and that they were against it, that they saw how the brackets fell this past playoff year and just said, no, that we can't do this. So, yeah, that's, that's disappointing. I guess I hadn't seen that, uh, that conversation. So that's, yeah, that's disappointing. I was hoping we were turning the corner and getting closer to it, but uh... I wish. All right. Let's pivot to eight-man football. You've kind of come to love eight-man football. I heard you talking to Jason Kirby last year on your podcast. Yeah, and we're going to do more of it too, for sure. Awesome. 
Um, I mean, even I was jonesing in the offseason. I just finished two seasons of Texas Six on Paramount Plus. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, so I, I'm totally in. I mean, I mean, it's 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 obviously it's different. It's fun. Um, and the thing I love the most, guys, and I'm sure you'll agree, you've got schools that are 80, 90, 100 years old, and you're asking them to co-op and get rid of all their history. They don't have to with this. Yeah. And yep. I love that. And and you know what? And I, and I know there's there's two sides of this. I've, I've talked to 1A and 2A coaches, and they tell me, you know, they, they're trying to keep that level of football going, and, and, and eight-man's not going to help, but... I mean, I think, and and guys, here's something else let's throw in. Let's throw in flag football. Now, all of a sudden, we're starting to see a startup of girls flag football. The Chicago Bears and the NFL's gotten behind it. Why not? What the hell? I've been seeing a lot of, yeah, a lot of yes, stuff on you're Twitter about see it. More. You're going to see more. They're getting more involved. I, I think they're sponsoring more things. I know the IHSA is working with them on stuff now. It's going to continue. And for my book, guys, more football the better so if it's eight man if it's if it's girls flag whatever if kids are playing football in in some form or another i think it's nothing but positive for the sport yeah mitch do you have something no i was just i was just thinking you know as as we've probably seen with dwindling numbers uh in football throughout communities and if that's because of maybe concerns with injuries certainly uh and there's a solution to that yeah i'm all for it and I love, and and, that, and I think that's a big part of it. I, I think that flag is allowed these communities, because I see it even in the larger school districts in the seven and the eight A's, you see seventh and eighth grade night. And this is public school as well, where they're getting kids to start playing flag football different times of the year. Why not? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's keeping a, keeping a, a foot in and, and just, just trying to, Keep that door open that maybe when those kids come into high school, you, you transition them from flag over to tackle. Some of the coaches I've talked to have said they've had a lot of success with that so far. Go for it. Why not? So uh, what's what's uh, what's up the next couple of weeks, the next month as you uh, prepare for the season? What uh, what keeps you busy here? Nonsense. <laughs> um, just everything. I mean, you know, I'll I'll jam out a bunch of conference previews i'll do video aspects of it i'll do written aspects of it uh i do my own radio show in, in 1340 wjol and joliet i have for over 20 years yeah that's complete nonsense so that, <laughs> that, that keeps me busy and and it's a lot of fun i have a blast doing it and uh yeah just getting ready for the season a lot of recruiting stuff as well which keeps me busy um a lot of top lists and you know, all the usual fun stuff that you come to expect for the preseason. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Like I said, year 29. And, uh, you know, someone asked me, when am I going to retire? I said, I'm never going to retire. You see that 50-yard line over there? You're going <laughs> to find me. Drop down there <laughs> off and, and and start the game back up. Hey. <laughs> That's my plan. Uh, so, Tim, as we get as we get closer here, we mentioned about 30 days, and we talked already about Mount Carmel and St. Louis um two two two-parter question here um one what what are a couple games maybe statewide to look forward to um that that have your attention and maybe two who from a recruit standpoint from an athlete standpoint who are some of the the better athletes uh, in the state to keep a to listen for their names this season wow okay i know that's a loaded question (laughs) 
No, it's no, it's a good question though. If I if I was half a professional, I would have been prepared for it. <laughs> that's to be open. Um, I think from from a game standpoint, and, and again, I'm I'm a I'm a week to week guy. So, you know, people are surprised. It's like you know, I haven't come out and picked the ten top top ten games for the next nine weeks. I haven't done yeah. that. I've, I picked about 25, 30 games week one that are top. And, and I do that with my deciding where I go for games too. Um, the nice part about last year was last year was the first season. I didn't have any television responsibilities, which means I got the hell out of Chicago land and went and see some real football outside of Chicago, <laughs> which was fun, which I, I love doing. That's one of my most favorite things doing, you know, I should have been a truck driver or something because I'd love getting in the car and just go in. And I, I do that. I put a lot of miles on, Went to Moline, had to go to Moline, still getting grief from the Moline fans because I didn't stop at Whitey's to get ice cream. <laughs> but, rookie, rookie mistake. Look, <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I do Rip's chicken every time I'm heading out there. Oh, absolutely. That's number one. So I'm absolutely. Not a, number two, I've had Whitey's ice cream before and it's delicious, but it was also like 50 degrees and raining that night. I didn't exactly have a taste for ice cream. <laughs> so kill me, okay? But um, I have a couple of surprise places I'm going to go to this year. One is a historic home field, legendary home field that a lot of people in the state have never been to. I've been there once already, but I'm going to go again. It's been a long time. I'm not telling you where I'm going. Um, oh, you're not? That's a tease. That's Man, a you're tease. Not, oh, my that's goodness. You'll see. You'll okay. see. All right. Like You'll it. See. You'll see. Uh, as far as top recruits, I mean – you know, I'm like my head swirling. I'm thinking about the class of 2027. Like who's the top <laughs> kids? Like, that's how that's how far out it's gotten and 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 far, you know, just uh just so just crazy all over the place with recruiting. Um, you know, I'm thinking Glenbard South with Cam Williams, who's been committed to Notre Dame for a while. It's crazy. It's like if you're a senior, you've been done a lot of these kids have been done recruiting for like a year and a half. It's it's just that whole process has gotten so much further out. You've got seventh graders and eighth graders getting power five college offers these days. It's, it's just, it gets nuttier as, as the days grow along, but um, just go to my site in a week and I'll give you a whole damn <laughs> list of every, every top kid in the state you want. I've got them. I'm just not going to be, be rude and put you on pause. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's, that's fair. Okay. Let me, okay. Historically then best yeah. athlete, best athlete you've covered. Okay, that's that's a really good question, and I get it every once in a while. So I answer it in two ways. One, from a recruiting aspect, a kid that I saw in high school that was the best athlete I ever saw was Eddie George. Yeah, coming out of high school, yeah. saw him at a Nike camp in Ohio. Guys, there should not be human beings that big, that strong, that run that fast. It just should not. That should not happen. And he was he was everything, and then some. And he was unbelievably impressive from an in-state, from a state of Illinois perspective, still to this day, one of my favorite all-time players to cover and to watch because he was absolutely amazing was Antoine Randall when he was at Thornton. Yep. Went on to Indiana, was a Heisman candidate in Indiana, ended up playing in the pros, uh, was with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a while. And uh, he's actually back coaching. I think he was coaching at Detroit. I don't know if he's still with the Lions or not. But he was unbelievable. And again, for your basketball people, he was part of that Thornton team that just had 
Um, God, they, they had some phenomenal athletes those couple of years. And, and Antoine was special. There was a few others, but, but Antoine was just that unbelievable option quarterback that yeah. talk about changing a game with a run or a carry. He, he was that guy. So when, and at the time you didn't, you didn't see it like you see it today. Like no, you didn't see a quarterback no. doing that, you no, know, all the time. No. So yeah. And, and he was a guy that could throw it just as well. So he yeah. was truly, you know, he was truly Justin Fields 20 years before Justin Fields. He yeah. wasn't as big, wasn't as physical. He was smaller, which made everything that he was able to accomplish that much more impressive. So yeah, Antoine Randall, for sure. One of the guys right at the very top for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, you got, uh, you got Matt Lang already working the phones and getting yeah. the info for you. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah, like a, you know, like a, just point him in a direction and say, come back when you got some information. <laughs> so we'll have probably within a week or so, we'll get something out early and uh, awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, just you guys do tremendous work. I, I told you before, uh, I've been following it since you guys started up. It's great. It's informative. It's well done. It's professional. So yeah, there's a lot of people out there doing stuff and, you know, it's, it's just so much better when, you know, it, it's, it's just the way it's presented, the way you guys produce everything. It's great stuff. So keep doing it. Good. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I remember I, Mitch, I, it's probably been a couple of years ago, but I think it was like, you know, we started a podcast and it was like, Oh my God, I think edgy Tim just retweeted our stuff. Like, Holy <laughs> cow. So yeah, no, but I really appreciate you coming on. It's, it's, it's great. Good though. You know what? And you guys do that too. When you guys see someone out there that is, is trying to do it and, now, if it's a direct competitor or something, okay, I get it. But <laughs> I mean, I still try to do that. There's there's a lot of good people out there that that have, you know, started their own sites. A lot of the school stuff too. A lot of schools have started up their coverage or TV, and they do a great job. And hey, man, you know what? I got no problem helping them out and trying to promote them because we've all been there. Yeah, so, right. We've all been there. Well, I hey, mean, for. Took me eleven years to get a media credential from the IHSA. <laughs> yeah, eleven. Man, I still I I saved these. <laughs> there right? you go. So so when people ask me why I saved these, I say because it took me eleven damn years to get one of these. <laughs> are, are you are you looking forward to going back to Illinois State? Yes, I was a big proponent. Um, and I tell you what, at least the fans that I talk to on a regular basis felt the exact same way that yeah. they remember Hancock and they remember some of those great games and the way it was set up and it felt big and it sounded big and it played big. And I think that's what people are really looking forward to. Have you guys been down there lately? Cause they've done some really, really big, uh, improvements and, you know, they, they, Basically, the visitor side is the home side now. They've completely yeah. built that up. It's great. They just, they're starting to open their indoor. They just opened a bubble. So they've got an indoor facility where teams can work out. Yeah. I think people, I think fans can be real happy with the layout at Illinois State. I think they'll be impressed. So yeah, so, I'm thrilled about it. So uh, my dad and my brother went to Illinois State, but I bucked the trend and went to Southern Illinois. Oh, so boy. they're, <laughs> so yeah, they're my, kids did, my kids did and they're out of the will so <laughs> <laughs> so they they are very familiar with illinois state and yeah they've i've been down there for um one of the games when they were in the middle of the renovation and yeah you could tell it was going to be something great and yeah. uh yeah now that it's here i think it's a great central location and yeah i'm i'm excited for that as well so It'll be a well 
Yes, Edgy Tim, thank you so much for being here. To anyone listening, of course, follow Edgy Tim on Twitter if you're not already. He has great content from high school football across the state. Edgy Tim, edgytim.com, of course, as well. Mitch, what do you got? Last question for Tim. Yep. Bears, over under five wins this year. Over. I think so. Yeah, I like it. I Bears. like it. <laughs> and and uh, I know you're a White Sox fan, but we're not going to get into that on this one. So <laughs> I'm I'm also a suffering White Sox fan. So it's a good can, it's a good thing. There's, it's there's, put, there's, there's a connection here. Okay? I know we can, we can talk about the first place Reds if you want, but maybe that's for <laughs> hey, you know you know what though that that's kind of a good story. Honestly. That's a fun story. Yeah, it's, you know, big red machine. Come on. I, you've been here for for nine years now. Um, I think if you asked the population if they would rather see a Reds World Series or a Bengals Super Bowl, it would be at best split. The baseball spirit really? in this town is oh yeah, absolutely. I would say Reds World Series myself. Yeah, the the uh, the, the baseball fanatics here are, are really are really special. So this this yeah. season's a lot of fun, and I I haven't been down this year, or did I, I might have went to opening day. I think I did. Uh, I'm going in a couple of weeks, so it'll be it'll be cool to see what the uh, what the atmosphere is like here, getting down to the the final stretch. Well, when when are they when are they going to start making some trades? I don't know. Uh, if anything, they need an arm. But I, well, I, White Sox, we still got some pieces. I, yeah, yeah, we, but, well, we still yeah, got they, parts to sell. Well, we got think, all kinds that, of parts to sell. That's the interesting part for the Reds because I don't I don't think they're in a win now type of situation. They're 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 yeah. built to last for yeah. a couple of years, so I would hate them to see them move apart a for a rental piece we've got uh, yeah we'll see we've got dh first base <laughs> yang yep we got like four or five of those guys if you need them just let yeah, us yeah we, we might be able to to sacrifice a bat for one of your arms but that would be it <laughs> yeah yeah wow. i'm i'm just glad it's i'm just glad it's uh football season or almost football season and how about and, it oh and, my god <laughs> and mitch thank when you god. go to that thank you <laughs> when you go to that reds game boy tell me what meaningful baseball feels like because i don't know anymore so yep i will all right well Thanks, hey Tim, we'll, we'll keep in touch Definitely. we'll talk to each other throughout the season so uh no thank you so much for being here and uh you know, if you come to this area, look us up. We'll be around. I will. Next time it's on my dime, and we'll definitely do this again. Sounds good. Thanks. Got See it. you, buddy. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Mitch, that's a great interview. That is a great way to kick off high school football season. Yeah, with, with, with every passing day, with every passing interview, every passing team preview that's about to come out, you know, it just seems like we're, we're moving the ball down the field a little bit, <laughs> and it's just we're that much closer to August 25th, and uh, really exciting. That's right. Next week will be our Northwest Upstate Illini preview and our eight-man football preview. We'll be joined by Kyle Kampmeyer. That'll come out on Tuesday, August 8th. On August 10th, a couple days later, two episodes of You from the West in one week. Mitch, this is exciting times. That will be our Lincoln Land Conference preview. And like you said, with more teams joining now, Lincoln Trail and Prairie Land, that's going to be a big episode on Thursday the 10th. Yeah, that's, that's a, lot of, a lot of research I got to put in. I got to look at the uniforms, Greg. I got to see what these, these, new, uh, these new teams look like. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's my number one goal here. <laughs> that's right. Well, Mitch, get your homework done. Quickly, before we wrap up, I do want to thank our sponsors, Breedlove Sporting Goods, Matthewson's Mini Helmets, and Brink Sportswear. They'll be along all season for the ride with us. Thank you to everyone who listens. Keep joining us next week for our season previews. That's when things really get fun. Mitch, we will talk to you down the road in Dallas, I suppose, the next time we see you. Yep. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.
That'll do it for this week's episode of View from the West. Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to go out to Apple Podcasts or Podbean and subscribe so you can follow along and downloads will come automatically every week. You can follow along on Twitter at ViewFromWestPod. You can also email me if you're interested in being a sponsor, ViewFromWestPod at gmail.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.